actually in a studio and the windows are open. <laughs> I don't want to jinx myself because somebody's probably going to get murdered. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh my god! I think you would have um, been hyper jealous of the office in my parents' new house. Yeah. It had like pretty much wall-to-wall bookshelves. It was crazy. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It was the entire office was basically like bookshelves. <laughs> That's what I want in my life. I need I like, it. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I would still run out of room. She was talking about how my dad didn't have enough books to fill it up, like even close. <laughs> and uh, I don't think he has even half the books you have. He does, <laughs> he does have quite a few books, but I don't think he has even half the books you yeah, have. Yeah, you got to remember, I've still got like four boxes out in the storage. Yeah. Wait, we didn't put them in storage, aren't they? Either those or... That's one of them. I thought we didn't put your books in storage so they wouldn't get... Did we not? So am I just down to that one? Yeah. I could have sworn I had a few more. You might have... There's stuff in the bedroom. There might oh. be stuff in there. But yeah, we said we didn't want to put your books in storage so they wouldn't get ruined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was like, Brett would like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just going to like lift the office section out of your house and move that to Montana. Yeah, fit it in my one-bedroom apartment. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. How much cheers to you with my water? <laughs> Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting mistakes were made. My name is... Is it? Welcome to the Nightmare Box. <laughs> presenting mistakes were made. My name is Brett Bloom, and I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the badass bitch. Back in the gym. Week two. Kristen Bloom. I finished week two. Finished um, week two. Go week three. On to week three. And I'm sure at the time of this being released, um, not, only, not only has the coronavirus ended, it's ended because Donald Trump got the coronavirus and when they were doing the blood test they found out that the golden side of his blood held the antibodies that were necessary to save mankind so uh, america's officially great again and everybody's okay except for jacks who's barking at the silence (laughs) (laughs) you said you wanted noise jacks is like i can contribute i love noise all right well we are off to a (laughs) fucking great start Hmm. it is mistakes for me so, how, how are you doing? <laughs> Terrible. You, doing okay? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you seem anxious energy. I'm good. <laughs> I'm all right. I uh, drank too much last night and then just proceeded to be a bum all day. Today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm good. I only just showered and changed into clean pajamas from my pajamas from last night. Hell yeah. No real clothes for me. Partying hard. Yeah, um, food now? What's yeah he's attacking the food. He's just trying to... <laughs> Carrying this off the cliff early in. He was quiet the whole time. I know. He didn't disturb my phone call at all. (laughs) Now he's he's got a fucking hair up his ass. Um, I've only got got one topic to talk about today. And with this energy, I'm sure this is going to be a 20-minute show. Uh, So this week we watched... (laughs) Why are you so damn negative? (laughs) This week we watched American Murderer, The Family Next Door, uh, which was about the 2018 Watts Family Murders. Very interesting, very interesting documentary. But beyond even like what the case was about, what I liked about it was it changed like the rules of a true crime mm-hmm. documentary. Did you not remember the case at all? Because I vaguely did. Yeah, but yeah. no, I thought it was the one Gone Girl was based on. Yeah, I remember. When, when did the murder happen? Did you have two thousand eighteen? Wow, I didn't realize it was that recent. It seemed like <laughs> longer ago than that. But yeah, I remember like all the news stuff and like. Um, the Nancy his, Grace shit. His press conferences, and then, yeah, just like... I vaguely remembered the press conferences, which I don't think they showed in the film at all. They, they showed, like, a clip of him doing an interview, being like, please bring my family back. <laughs> Zero emotion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember that. I thought I remembered, for some reason, his press conference being more emotional and him being, like, believably tore up about it. Yeah. And then... Everybody being shocked by, like, oh my god, he did it. <laughs> but I guess I was wrong. Maybe I just wanted to think he wasn't that out of his mind. <laughs> yeah, it was a conflicting documentary. Like, I'm not going to lie. There, I, I, what I'm, I'm not going to say what I'm about to say. It's going back inside my brain piece. Uh, <laughs> I think that, that there is an argument to be made. Uh, of course, don't murder your fucking wife. But it is an interesting conversation because there have been crimes, uh, murders, uh, men have been murdered by their abused spouse, you know, in the past. And that's one of the things that the defense always brings up is they were taking out the monster, uh, this, that, the other. Mm -hmm. And this show, and I don't, you know, I'm not terribly familiar with the case outside of the documentary, 
I think that there's room to argue that she drove him batshit. <laughs> I'm not saying kill her. Get a divorce and leave. But it's like that old uh, Chris Rock joke. It's like, I'm not saying OJ should have killed her, but I understand. Yeah, I like that in this documentary because there's not a narrator. Like, the whole thing is just actual clips she uploaded or yeah. police cam um, stuff. And I, I don't think... Or, you know, interviews with the friends. I don't think there's any point in the entire thing where we have anyone narrating anything at all. I'm pretty sure... Yeah, yeah it's completely void of narration. Yeah, so the whole thing is just real footage, and it does give you... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where you're not biased. Besides unbiased. <laughs> um, there was a different word I was looking for. Um, but yeah, it, it does give you a very unbiased perspective of the crime itself so i appreciate the integrity behind putting in those texts where she does come across kind of abusive very abusive the santa thing i was like oh dude you should have hit her (laughs) well she went i didn't feel like that was the worst thing she did um but it was kind of a moment where it's like why are you not appreciating the effort here Mm -hmm. because he seemed like just suddenly very like like down he was like oh like, I forgot I wanted it. to do a fun thing. Yeah. And, like, I I appreciate the honesty behind putting in the moments in the documentary where she does come across very kind mean. of, yeah, yeah very abusive. kind of abusive to him. So, like, you do have this moment where it's like, I think maybe he really should have just left. Like, I do think he was being abused yeah. and he should have walked away a lot sooner than when we got this far yeah. in. Like, he clearly had... A snap and yeah, yeah there's a whole lifetime show about women who do it and that's the same thing that i say when i watch those things it's like a lady you could have just you know skedaddled but that's what you know they, they try to tell domestic abuse suffers you know i can't and if you're out there i feel for you so you i can't know, wrap my mind around and i guess that's the only part of this documentary doesn't really give you a conclusion on though is him killing his children like yeah. he at no point seems that's where it gets weird. remorseful <laughs> And, like, he kills his wife and then has over an hour to contemplate that he's going to murder his children and then follows through with it. So, f- for me, that part was, like, there was a monster yeah. living inside of you already. Mm-hmm. She just pulled it out of you. Yeah, there was a definite rage there. That's the part I didn't get either. He seemed to really like those kids, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he, he seemed like a pretty good dad. And, like, I do wonder, I guess that's my only complaint about this type of documentary, that you don't have any... Um, outside influences other than the videos available, you don't feel like you wholly get a conclusion on some of it. So I do wonder what was going through his head. Like, I would have loved some follow-up of... Like an interview, even. Yeah, like why he killed his children. Because we have this one um, clip where he's still in the interview room and the detective that's interviewing him is like, I have two perspectives right now either you're this monster who wanted to start this new life who in cold blood murdered your wife and your babies yeah or there's some other explanation so give me the other explanation and we never got anything else so you do kind of walk away from that documentary being like oh she was abusive but he was legitimately just a monster mm-hmm. so i don't know it would have been nice to have had yeah. Some post interview. I don't. Something? I don't know. I, I. I. get where you're coming from. I definitely feel that. But I think the lack of conclusion, the lack of narration, the bias, um, leaves it so open ended and creates room for discussion, which is not really a thing that documentaries do very often. Yeah. You know, outside of your, you know, one about the big whales, and uh, the octopus teacher. Go watch that shit. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that one made me a little mad at the end, though. Yeah. 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 Save your friend, bro. Um, I mean, those create conversation because they're interesting topics. But in the world of true crime, they very much go, you know, the cops are the heroes at the end of the story and the victims you need to cry for, you know, and you need to feel rage. This one left it so open that, yeah, you could, you know, not legally justify, but morally get yourself there. You know, if you read the kind of books that I read. You know, it's it's horrible what he did. I'm not justifying well, that at all. The but the motivations. Is there a game? Is that the right place? It's it is. Yeah. I'm gonna turn this up. 
it too quiet? Yeah, it's too quiet in my head. All right. <laughs> well, I like, too, that even in the documentary, they show the news clips of the news anchors arguing. Like, some mm-hmm. of them are being like, she was a bitch. And the other ones are like, you're victim blaming. Yeah. So I like that they showed that, too, that even, like... Like, we the- know that the conversation's going to happen at home. So here's an example of how it played out on a national stage. Yeah, yeah. and it's wild that... I don't know. I, I just have questions. Like, cause they, they showed that clip, too, with the girlfriend being interviewed, and the cops kind of like, so there were probably conversations where, you know, you're like, oh, it'd be nice to start fresh and all that. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I guess. And he's like, so did you ever imply? She's like, God, no. So I'm like, <laughs> did she ever imply that it'd be nice if he didn't have kids? Like, I don't think yeah. she outright said, like, kill your kids, but... Was there ever a conversation where she was like, I wish we had met sooner and Mm -hmm. before you had kids with that cunt, you know? Well, that's a whole other part of it was um, I was doing some reading online earlier about it was that there is a whole theory that she helped or that it was her idea that she directed him to do it. You know, and there was so little of her in the documentary Mm -hmm. that, yeah, I walked away wondering that, like, was she the type of personality because she knew he was married and kept fucking him anyway, so she's obviously in a bit of a moral gray area as a person anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, did she like kind of imply it'd be nice if they weren't around? Yeah, or directly tell him, look, yeah. I will tell your wife if you don't kill your wife, or put, you know, and again. it's I don't know, it's a complicated subject, but I think it's supposed to lead to complicated discussion. Or maybe he was like, I'm thinking about getting rid of my wife, and she was like, what if you get rid of the kids too? Yeah. And then we can, we can move <laughs> off and start fresh. We'll be in Morocco. It'll be awesome. Yeah. I just, But I wonder what was going through his head. Like, did he think he was going to get away with it? Probably and, going, I, I should have bought a gun. This is taking far too long. Jesus, quit breathing. <laughs> Well, then the neighbors would hear. But I feel like he didn't even try to... That was the weird part for me because I read all the homicide books. I was like, smothering is not really a dude murder. But like, it's not violent enough. I think for me it was that he had the truck out in the open and didn't they have a garage? Why didn't he pull the car into the garage? I don't know. Maybe his truck was bigger than the garage. Maybe her car was in the garage. No, her car was parked outside when the cops showed up. Oh. Why would you load the body into the truck in the Are you open? trying to give advice to the serial I'm killers in our he audience? Knew, he knew his neighbor had a camera <laughs> that pointed to the street. Like, granted, the car was blocking the view, so you couldn't really see what he was doing. But he was loading a whole ass dead body yeah. into a car <laughs> with a camera. Yeah. I was like, what, what are you even no, doing? I don't think he's a smart dude, Luffy. He got cut. He didn't throw all three of them into the oil thingy. He buried one. But even in that instance, the bones aren't going to dissolve from oil. Like, eventually at some point... Somebody's going to have to clean that tank. Yeah, do some maintenance and somebody's going to find the bones and then the teeth are still attached. So (laughs) DNA evidence and, like... What was the plan? I don't think there was one. Was he going to move out of the country? (laughs) Could have just killed her, called 911, and then left the country, you know? Hey, my kids are in the house with their dead mother. I'm moving to Morocco. Could have just left her. <laughs> Which to me, I think, again, makes the killing the children seem so bizarre because he said they got in a fight and she was yelling at him to get off of her and said he was never going to see his children again and then he killed her after that. Yeah. It's like, well, you made it where you're never going to see your children again. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good move, Adolf. <laughs> <laughs> That makes no sense. If your motivating factor is she's going to take the kids from me, why did you then kill the kids? I don't know. I want a, I want an interview with the dude. That should be the next move. Hour-long interview. What the fuck was going on in your life? I saw all the footage. Now give me some narration. I feel like it's probably <laughs> as much as footage as they showed of it. I feel like he's just in jail working out. Like, I, I <laughs> he's just doing push-ups. He's yeah. like, I'm going to be hot. I don't fuck these people. I don't think he's faced by it. I think he's just in jail being like, Arm day. (laughs) (laughs) But I like the use, the the voyeuristic nature of the entire documentary. Like, it kept me anxious throughout the entire thing. It felt more like a fictional movie than a documentary because without the narration, it had to create its own musical flow in the editing bay. Just I think the first time I've seen it done to this level. Yeah. I think it was a neat trick, but I question the need for it where they showed the text actually typing out and they kept showing typos being made, the typos mm-hmm. being corrected and the text being finished. But like 
like phones auto correct a lot of things um, yeah. automatically. So every time she kept trying to say fucking, it would auto correct to ducking, and mm-hmm. they would leave it as ducking because clearly that's how her text went through. But like, I question why they would be like, oh, she mistyped this word. Let me backspace and retype it. And it's like yeah. that's not what the text said though. You don't know that she mistyped <laughs> no. that word. If she's an idiot, let her come off as an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and they did leave her typos. There were like several typos she made that they just left, and then. There was one time, I wish I remember what it was, where they started to put an entirely different sentence, backspaced it, and then had her start over because mm-hmm. it seemed like a nicer sentence, and then backspaced it, and then she wrote yeah. the mean thing. <laughs> and I was like, she probably wasn't thinking the nice thing at all if that's what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's somebody in the editing bag going, <laughs> like, Jesus, she's a bitch. A softer. <laughs> Can we make her some hesitancy before the anger here? Because she's not a nice human being. And then they used all of her Facebook videos, too, which was really cool. It was like all the, you know, trips with the kids and the singing and, you know, this fun, like, image that she was trying to create for herself through her social media accounts. And I wonder to some extent, um, which I want to talk about that more, like, as far as our careers go after we're done talking about this, but I wonder to some extent if the development of social media and how prevalent it's become in our lives has like caused us to become I mean I know some people are just bitches and in the <laughs> 1800s there were probably still just bitches running around both men and women They're sitting around going I think those little girls are witches yeah god yeah. damn it get out of Salem <laughs> Salem witch trial she's too fun. cute burner <laughs> yeah so I mean I know there are some people that are just like that anyway and maybe yeah. this um woman just had a strong personality anyway but I'm not she... allowed to say exactly what you're saying right now, because I would be misconstrued as sexist. I just want to point that out. Um, like, strong women aren't bitches, Brett. Well, <laughs> there are strong women who are legitimately just strong women who yeah. are role models. This woman had a strong, domineering personality, which mm-hmm. is different. Um, I, I think there are strong women out there who are definitely women to be admired. This is not what her personality was. Um, Based on the documentary. Based on the documentary, yeah. true, because, yeah, I don't know anything about her. Um, I don't think by any means that means that she deserved what happened to her, of course. No. Obviously, he should have just left if he was that unhappy. Um, As you should, too, if you're out there being abused. Yeah, for sure. Um, I I wonder if because she had a profession where it was clearly a pyramid scheme-esque thing where she would go to those meetings and sell products or she clearly worked for one of those companies where you blast so much of your life on social media because you're trying to get people to buy into whatever your product is check out this lip gloss i'm wearing you can have 10 packs of it for 15 dollars. so i get that some people try to humanize their lives so that maybe that lifestyle seems more appealing they're like i'm selling these products online and taking these vacations and doing all these fun things and it's really bringing my family together i know a few people like that but when you constantly have the camera on and every aspect of your life is a performance are you not automatically becoming more focused on yourself and your wants Mm. and your needs and how you're perceived so then when she is kind of doing this abusive behavior towards her husband she doesn't even realize she's abusing him because social media has us so self-absorbed into Mm -hmm. how we come across like she's created a character and she's acting as that character yeah, yeah i wonder if she hadn't been this type of person who posted every waking moment of her life and was so worried about where the phone in the garage is because i gotta get photos of this you idiot yeah you know like i wonder if she hadn't been that focused on capturing every aspect if maybe she would have seen like his side in those situations like this is hurtful yeah. i'm being hurtful she could have seen it start to boil over. Yeah. Know, like, oh, I'm being kind of a cunt. Yeah. But <laughs> I feel like on the flip side, she was just so focused on projecting this perfect image. Like, she would talk about in her videos um, how great her relationship was and how thankful she was for her husband and how her life had just really come together since she had, you know, started this company and married this man and had these kids and blah, blah, blah. But then she'd be texting these really snide personal text to her friends about basically how her husband wasn't a man and wouldn't sleep with her and i'm like i 
like, I don't have those conversations with my yeah. girlfriends. I took my kids to the airport to pick up my husband who's been gone for several months, and he didn't squeeze my ass in the middle of the airport. Like, it's like, yeah, he's... he's well, her, which, granted, they may have been Let leaving. him do that behind closed doors, but it'd be a little inappropriate if stepdad yanked mom by the pussy through the fucking airport. No, those were his kids. Oh. Yeah. That's right. Um... Which they may have been leaving some messages out, so maybe we're not seeing the full picture. But yeah, even at the airport, all we see is her text of, let me know when you're coming down the escalator so I can record it. Not, glad your yeah. flight landed safely, see you soon, or anything, you know, or I love you, or whatever. It was just, I want to record it, let me know. Yeah. So I just, I wonder if the way, I mean, like I said, some people are just kind of bitchy, so maybe she's just one of those people. But I, I, just, I wonder if our focus being turned so on ourselves since social media has become such a mm-hmm. huge thing has made us more self-centered people all around for sure i mean that was a huge part of what that whole social dilemma documentary that we watched was about right like it's it's affected us because now we are characters you know we are this image that we're we're not living our own lives for the people that are directly around us I've got friends that I was in the Air Force with. We're spread out across the world. And if I was narcissistic enough to keep my Twitter account going, that's my excuse. <laughs> um, yeah, like there would be an image of me that they would have, you know, yeah. where it's, oh, Brad is, you know. Dark and broody. Dark and broody. Mm-hmm. He wears fucking eye makeup. No, I don't even put filters on most shit. I fuck with contrast because I, I like contrast. But, but I don't, yeah, I'm not out here, you know, with a mimosa at 10 o'clock in the morning on the beaches in Spain going, bye, Avon. <laughs> but too, on the flip side, like, even people that don't sell shit, like, when you see posts from your friends online in general, everybody only posts, like, the happy moments. So, like, <clears throat> she was constantly dogging him to her friend about... Him not fucking her, him yeah. not touching her, him not doing this, him not doing that. And it's like, I'd imagine there was some part of her scrolling through social media because she didn't have a job Just job that she went to. getting angry or saying, oh, that person's getting married, that yeah. person's buying a house. Like, this couple's lovey-dovey in this photo together. So, yeah, like, I, it's just such a toxic He never energy. hugs me like she's being hugged in this moment that, you know, they planned. Yeah, and I don't think, yeah, that's kind of a bizarre, I don't think I would want you to grab my butt at the airport. Like, like I'd be like, we're in public, why are you grabbing my butt? Yeah, leave me alone. Can you, you know, quit being a savage animal. What are you, 13? Fucking keep it in your pants. I'll blow you in the car. I am very surprised, which maybe he was used to it. And that scenario was a woman, by the way. I was not meeting my husband at the airport and threatening to suck his dick while he drove down the interstate. <laughs> I am surprised that he let the girlfriend take so many photos. Maybe he was just so used to it because his wife was like that. But, yeah. like, I would feel like a cheater would want to hide it a bit more. Uh, 100%. Because she could be like, oh, don't worry, I won't post it, and then post it. You yeah. know, I like, I'm very surprised. The next surprised. thing you know, she pops up in Friends of Friends on the fucking Facebook yeah. account. You're like, oh, my God, that's my husband in your profile picture. Yeah, like, I, I mean... He which, was an idiot. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't say... Because the girlfriend wasn't in very much of the documentary. Um, they didn't say one way or another whether or not she had ever tried to break them up or had tried to post photos or anything like that. So for all yeah. we know, she was just taking those photos for her personal use. But yeah, like, took a lot of photos with her. And I'm like... And video. Sh- there was yeah. like them like dune bugging or whatever the fuck Yeah, they were and she was like telling him how much she appreciated him being there and that she loved him. And it mm-hmm. was like... Don't yeah, that 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 dynamic. Affair. Yeah, that dynamic stinks of he didn't tell her that he was married. Like, well, she said she knew um, that he was married, but she thought he was already in the process of the paperwork yeah. for the divorce. Yeah, and that's not an uncommon situation to find oneself in. Speaking from personal experience. Yes, yeah, I've never been in that situation. <laughs> well, know. you've not lived dangerously. But I feel like if someone told me. I'm in the process of the divorce. I'd be like, well, let's hold off. See, and to me, and I'm not justifying cheating. I've never cheated, and I've been cheated on. We're talking about a situation where, you know, like a year down the road, I found out that I was uh, the boyfriend of a married woman. 
But that is like, you know, a classic thing that they bring up. Maybe it's because I came from like a divorced home. So like Mm -hmm. when my parents were going through a divorce, my dad lived in a different house. My parents were not seeing each other. It was all lawyers. And, you know, it wasn't a romantic thing anymore. Yeah, but in that instance, they were still living together. And I imagine the girlfriend had to know surely they were living in the same house together. Yeah. And I, I just wouldn't be able to, like, if I was dating someone, even if they legitimately were yeah. filing the paperwork in the middle of going through a divorce, I'd be like, you live in the same house, though, and that's kind of weird yeah, for me. You, you walk past another man naked constantly. Yeah, I'd be like, let's, yeah. let's maybe... Let's hold off. Call, yeah. call me in six months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See where take, I'm at. Take two pills and call me in the morning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I would be so weirded out by that. I don't I don't get how the other person justifies that to themselves. Because I, yeah. I would be like, but you're still banging her on the side, though. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a weird dynamic that happens. But I think a lot of that, you know, bleeds out of, like, codependency that people have. Or, like, my case, serial monotony. You know, it's like, I can't be alone, and I think this person loves me. (laughs) That's not how you wound up with me. I was single for like a year and a half before (laughs) I met you. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Social media is weird. And I feel like, I don't know. Do you ever feel like legit, like not, you're not good at the stuff you do, like legit a bit of an imposter? All the fucking time, except now, and I have not discussed it with him, so I don't know if I can plug it, but if he's listening to this, he'll know, and I'm happy. Um, A guy who reads erotic literature, (laughs) who is a friend of mine, this is a fact that I've only recently learned, that he is apparently pretty big in the erot lit situation. Um read my story $24 uh, on his show and I felt like a champion because I've never heard anybody but myself read my work and like I was like man who wrote that that sentence is pretty sick oh yeah that was me son (laughs) I wrote that um so I'm not feeling that way today today I feel pretty high on my horse it would be like you know if you were watching a porn and you know I'm slightly curious how (laughs) he picked it though was it like an eating mini money mower he was like I this I like like I got a boner to this one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a warm-up. It's not meant to give you a boner. It's all warm-up. I'm just curious how he picked it. I'm curious what the next one will be. I don't know. He likes my stuff, and I love him. And uh, I'll, I'll try to get permission so we can plug his show on this show, just as a little, you know, hey, you, how you doing? Go listen sure. to my friend masturbate. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't mind, but yeah, it's probably good to ask. But no, like, legit. Like I, I do get imposter syndrome. But I've I got, don't mean in I had that a friend, po- like, in life. Like, you don't feel like you're accomplished enough, right? Like, not an art imposter syndrome. But no, like, not, like, you've, maybe, you maybe you don't. you pinching your cheeks? You don't use social media. No, stuff? like, I'm trying to figure yeah, out how to I posted up yesterday it. how awesome it was that uh, Marilyn Manson, Eminem, and Chuck Palahniuk uh, all released new work in 2020, so it's not all gone to shit. <laughs> That's what I do with my social media. I just remind people uh, on yeah, occasion no, that funny things happen. You don't use uh, Instagram or any of those really that much, so maybe you don't really have this problem. And I wonder if it's not so much a problem... For a writer who's serious about writing, like I know there are like yaw writers who post selfies all day long yeah. that aren't really posting their work, but like those people drive me nuts. <laughs> but so like, like I can write. Look at my tits. <laughs> but like writers who are serious about their yeah. writing, there's really not a ton you can post other than maybe like pictures of manuscripts. Or yeah, pens or, or yeah, or like how people do the words on top of yeah, the like page the that looks like a typewriter page or whatever you know. Um, but no, I feel like. Kristen is looking at me like a Japanese girl right now with her index fingers and her cheekbones. She's never done this in the years that I have known her. I don't know what the fuck is going on today. I drink too much. Um, <laughs> you know what? It turned you into a Japanese anime. I don't know anime. what to do with my hands. <laughs> That's a quote from And if you don't know it, shame on you. Um, <laughs> no, I feel like... I don't post a ton of selfies on my Instagram. It's mostly just, like, stuff that's, like, my work or whatever. Yeah. But, Here's um, a cool picture of a mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Or screenshots of shit I'm editing or whatever. But I, oh, my I feel hilarious like... goofy laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that I did in the mirror. You can that find is... that on the website. I think that's actually on my Instagram, too. <laughs> I feel like I posted a clip of that if I'm remembering right. But, no, I feel like it's, like, such carefully... Um, 
curated images because like I want the color scheme to kind of flow together and I want the images and the to the overall look. Instagram. Yeah. And yeah, I'll, you've explained that to me before. Can you explain it to the males in our audience? Because it blew my fucking mind that this is common knowledge that has never come my way. Um, so there's a lot of uh, theories, I guess. I won't necessarily call them studies because I don't think anybody really sat down and studied. <laughs> um, but theories about how to have more successful social media accounts. And one of the ones for Instagram is having... Um, Again, blanking on the word I want. Color balance? Well, basically a more uniform account as a whole. Instead of, like, you just have a bunch of pretty pictures, um, you want the entire page to look kind of like it belongs together. Mm -hmm. So there will be... I'm not that extreme, but there will be um, some uh, famous Instagrammers who will literally have a color scheme that they stick to. So, like, all the backgrounds are kind of, like, more white or more blue or whatever. Like, all the photos are a bit more neutral toned or they're yeah. really into like reds or whatever There's and it'll like, change every once in a while to a different theme so like it all bleeds together yeah. as you're scrolling well, down some of them will just literally stick to just that one theme i think there's a girl that yeah, I if follow. you look at mine it looks like your phone's falling over because it's all at a 45 <laughs> degree angle true um, i think there's a girl that i follow that pretty much all of her photos are all like have pink shit in them so it's just a very girly looking account when you look at it mine the way that i do it is um a bit more color theory-ish how mm -hmm. like certain colors kind of complement each other so like i'll have kind of like a section in my photos where it's a bit more red themes and then like the last photo in that theme will have like a pop of green in it so then the next section kind of bleeds into more green photos and then there's a bit of blue in that last yeah. one so they kind of blend into blue so it almost kind of looks like the colors are slowly transforming into each other is kind of how i try to do it mm -hmm. um it's not always like very obvious sometimes i'll just be like oh, i just want a black and white photo today so then i'll post a couple of black and whites together so that they're at least sectioned together <laughs> Um, but yeah, I try to do it so like as you're scrolling through it, you kind of naturally feel like the colors are shifting into each other. Yeah. Um, and the men of theory. our the, the <laughs> men of our show, thank you very much for that breakdown because that's not a <laughs> that's in your guys's community. <laughs> Never heard of that shit until you told me the first well, there time. There are male Instagrammers who were like. Very I think serious. they hire women for it. <laughs> very serious about their Instagrams too. They might be a little bit more metro. I don't know. I saw a post today that was like people are going to start color coding their libraries. Like, do you think people buy yellow books because they need a yellow section on their library? <laughs> I don't think about that. And I was I... like, I think people that do that don't read books. <laughs> if you're just buying books based on the way the spine, you're literally judging a book by its color and assuming that it's good. I section mine by their size normally. So yours is kind of putting me off a bit because yours are all kinds of sizes, yeah, but I, I, I kind of have mine go like bigger to smaller or yeah. whatever. Um, unless the topic is totally different, I wouldn't like throw. A I try to keep my topics slasher, together. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. throw a slasher book in the middle of poetry just to keep <laughs> the sizes flowing. But um, yeah, I that'd be weird. I don't a, know. A color coded. Library. Yeah, like if you're more worried about the way it looks than the content of it, that's, we've <laughs> oh, hit new that's, lows. That's a yellow book. <laughs> we've hit new Guess lows. I'll read yellow book today. <laughs> well, no, I like I feel like a imposter syndrome aside because yeah, I do definitely struggle with that. I feel like sometimes I'm presenting myself in a way that isn't necessarily true. Oh, you feel fake sometimes. Yeah, because you're like you're trying to maintain social media. That's so. what you meant by imposter. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, like this. I isn't... tried to read it through the Japanese face. But <laughs> you weren't giving me a lot of context Shut clues up. in the verbal. <laughs> but yeah, no, I would like. Do you, I maybe that's not a problem. Legitimate writers have. I just feel like. With photography and video in particular, there's so much of a front you have to put up. Like, the photos have to be attractive and, like, the visuals have to yeah. be attractive because it's a visual medium. So then... It's like if you want to be a, a rapper, but right now you're a SoundCloud rapper not making any money, you still need to, like, find money that you can hold up on your thing and yeah. be like, I'm rich, bitch. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. Shit like that. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like sometimes I'm like, this is such a carefully, which mine's not. Not to compare you to SoundCloud rappers. <laughs> <laughs> my name is uh, Kaboom or Kabloom. Kabloom. Yeah. That's my rap name. <laughs> I don't even know what my last Kabloom, name is. Kabloom, man, B-N-B. <laughs> Bread um, and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I mean. Making I like money on my checklist. <laughs> 
I feel like I stress a lot more about that stuff than necessary. And then, like, if someone, like, walked into our apartment right now, like, we just have shit everywhere. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not like... A bomb has gone off. <laughs> yeah, it's we not live like... in a one-bedroom apartment with all the contents of a <laughs> large two-bedroom apartment. Yes. It's not like... I don't know, like, I feel like it has to be somewhat pristine on, like, social media, and then my real life is very sloppy. Yeah. And, like, I... not. I've seen you wipe down the table so that we could plate food so you could take a picture of the food on a clean table. I've seen you move a wine bottle a quarter of an inch and take five pictures of a steak. So... (laughs) Granted, sometimes when we kill something new, I know that you want to do it, and it's almost like, go ahead. Yeah, no. You tell me to take photos I do, because I can look look in your eyes, and I know that... When you crush a meal, you're like, take a photo of that. Yeah. I killed that. Get that picture. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like with don't po- post it ever. I don't <laughs> care if anybody else sees it. I just want to feel that. Woo-hoo. She took a picture of my food. <laughs> but with podcasting, I feel like it's different because it's not visual. So like when you burp on the show or when we yeah. say um too many times or we clearly are having a weird, awkward moment where we're butting heads in the middle of our podcast. Like yeah. that shit doesn't get edited out, even though I totally could edit it totally. out. Totally. Like for sure. <laughs> Um, no, like, I, I think maybe three or four times ever I've edited chunks out of our podcast. And it was because like, I said something horrific yeah. that could not be construed as a joke to anybody <laughs> but myself. Yeah. Believe it or not, I go too far for public, you know, a lot. But yeah, like, I've only had to do that a few times, mm-hmm. and for the most part, I leave the sloppier moments in our show. Like, there have definitely been moments where we've been doing a show where it's like, feels like we might be on the verge of a fight right yeah now. the beginning of this one i feel like we've ironed our way back out now i feel like you've loosened up and i'm, I'm having fun again but the first nine minutes i was like well topic's over like a dog's fighting with you're a pessimist I, i'm not a pessimist i drink but like i like i don't feel that way here because we're not i think if we were doing a youtube element to this where there was mm-hmm. a video of the two of us i would feel like i had to be do you feel like you would read the comments in that side of a situation do you feel like this is more it's easier to be more authentic doing the show than it is on instagram because the show does not give you that you know somebody you remember from high school liked your show today oh i mean it's not as personal, I guess, but somebody could give us a one-star review if they wanted, so we could still get bad ratings. But Don't um, give them the ideas. <laughs> but, We're at a perfect five right now. <laughs> but the only person I'm looking at in the room is you and Jax over there on the couch, you know? Like, it's just you and me here, and I don't feel like I'm having... I'm literally in my pajamas. My hair's wet from the shower. Like, I don't feel like I have to put on a performance because no one's watching me. Like, I yeah. don't feel like I am having to perform right now um and like i wonder if maybe because you're a writer like when artists are like authentically into their work and it's not a visual format if there's less pressure to pretend to be something else like i feel like stephen king for example you know like he does do interviews and stuff occasionally but Mm -hmm. like actual successful writers who aren't like just posting selfies on Instagram that actually have these prevalent yeah. careers are kind of recluses. Yeah. <laughs> like Stephen King isn't just out marching around like, let's take photos together. No, Chuck Palahniuk puts up like pictures of his fans and then his agent puts up promotional information. Yeah. So like, He's like I want to be left the fuck alone. I want you to read what I say, but I want to go to the grocery store and have fight club money. But I, I do think that's Except a, his agent kind of maybe, maybe a bad example. Still. <laughs> I, I do wonder if it's because there's no visual element like with writing like i said i feel like successful writers anyway why do you think the visual element matters like, that, cause I, to me it's like music you know like outside of a studio or not outside outside of like a venue performance you know like um musicians are just doing their thing inside of a studio then they release a cd and i feel like they care about the cd there's no visual element to music videos are pretty flashy normally though depending uh, uh, on the artist. yeah yeah true maybe i'm making a, a bad point <laughs> but like i i don't know i feel like whenever people can actually see you you feel like that pressure of you're in the spotlight and like i said i feel like and it's a bit biased that there are definitely people that are exceptions to that but i mm-hmm. feel like 
successful, actually good writers are kind of a bit more reclusive people and successful directors and especially actors and stuff are a bit more flamboyant and like constantly just performing and like yeah some of them for sure i mean the 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 mainstream you know Mm -hmm. like poppy you know kind of ones are more flamboyant but then you've got you know your hitchcock who like didn't want anybody fucking talking to him ever and kubrick hiding you know Tarantino you never see in an interview. <laughs> I wonder then, though, if it's the modern Banksy's version. anonymous. We don't even know who the fuck he is. <laughs> I wonder, though, if uh, that's because of, again, the development of social media making us a bit more self-centered. Because, like, with your stuff, like, the only thing you can really post unless you just want to post selfies is photos of your work. So it's less of you having to pretend to be something and then, like... And I can't post unless I've done the work. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Like, I can't post, you know, sitting at the computer today with a blank page in front yeah. of me. No, I need at least 500 words to make it look like, if, hey, at least you gave it an attempt. And if you do post with a blank page, people are going to be like, when's it going to be ready, yeah. you know? I've done that before. I've posted up, you know, 5.45 in the morning and just, like, a blank page in my cup of coffee. Like, here we go. And then posted it. And people did not understand that I was just starting, you know, like, this is my view, 5.45 a.m. And uh, they started shitting on me. It's like, well, are you, you going to start it? Are you, are you done yet, dumbass? <laughs> you still going to take on this archaic art form that nobody cares about anymore? Because all we do is clickbait. Aww. But then, like, Hitchcock. Can't get a job as an editor despite the fact that you can catch six or seven editing problems in Aww. any given article. Aww. But then Hitchcock's a good example because Hitchcock was making movies when they were like literal film so there wasn't this and he's still considered the master of suspense yeah so i wonder if like social media has made us more self-centered and taken us away from the art a bit like i i feel like i I think it's taken us away from like the i'm sorry i keep cutting you off I think it's taken us away from, like, the people directly around us, you know, who care a lot about what's in the immediate. Like, if you're on the set and you don't have a cell phone, like, you care about your gaffer or, you know, I don't know why I picked that one, but (laughs) fucking anybody that's in the room has your undivided attention, you know, in the given moments that you're discussing things with them. And so your relationship in that moment is a lot closer. <clears throat> you add phones to the room, there's no interpersonal conversation. And I'm trying to reach an audience now of 1,500 people you know, <laughs> to be like, hey, everybody can have a little bit of me instead of, hey, we're all here because I need to make Psycho. <laughs> I wonder... It's a weird thought. I don't... like. It I really... like weird thoughts. <laughs> Popping your other beer. <laughs> It wouldn't really affect, like, my work at all, but I I do wonder to some extent, because I feel like I take myself seriously, and you take yourself seriously, and we both work really hard. I don't take myself seriously at all. I meant as artists. I think I woke up this morning, and that's all I can really be sure of. (laughs) As artists. Like, you take your work seriously, and I take my work seriously. We're all just dying flowers. (sighs) I'm going to throw you off the third store. Or (laughs) whatever. Third story. (laughs) I'm going to throw you out the window. Never been threatened by somebody with a stutter before. <laughs> I'm gonna. Th- 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 I'm going. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna sell you to. You're wearing a shirt that says "friends." <laughs> you can't kill somebody in a friend's shirt. That's I can. fucking ironic. I can. It'll. This will be the one where the, the Frank gets <laughs> thrown out the window. <laughs> it's gonna be an episode. <laughs> mm. I know, I wonder... Continue um, while I grab my last beer. Oh my god, I'm going to sit back. You could have just gotten up. You're such a douche. Carry in the show! Um, no, I wonder if... Um, like, I, I do feel like I take myself seriously and I take my craft seriously, but I wonder if, like, Hitchcock saw you know, me working on a film set today or whatever, if he'd be like, you don't appreciate the craft. Like, you, yeah. your card gets full, you just change out a card instead of <laughs> we had to do it with film reels and cut it all together by hand. Well, that, I mean, that happens in every single time that technology starts, you know, taking things over. It's the reason why I keep a typewriter handy. You know, if you don't want to be distracted by the internet, buy where's a your, fucking typewriter. Where's your quill and ink? Exactly. 
I have a quill and ink somewhere around here. I'm ninety percent sure. Feather quill. Not a not, probably not a real feather. <laughs> I didn't have to shoot the pheasant and then like pluck it and go. That's a good right feather. You're not dedicated. No, exactly. To your craft. But every time that you know, I, that's why I want to eventually work with like thirty-five mil and just so I could do the little splicey thingy that we talked about the other day. Um, but I, there's something about going back to the raw. Like, I do a lot of my writing by hand, you know, in these little legal pads that I fell up and then throw in storage. <laughs> I, I post very little of it because I've not found quite where I want to go, you know, with it just yet. Yeah, I think you lose something when you... you we've talked about that before, when you... Like that editing software that was going to color code an entire film. Mm. Now you've removed yourself from the process of figuring out what color each scene needs to be you know so much do you feel like it's more of a like intimate experience when you're writing it on the pad versus typing it up in scrivener or whatever for sure yeah it's a lot more technical and the writing shouldn't be technical <laughs> i'd write everything by hand and publish handwritten manuscripts if it wasn't for the fact that i punched a lot of people in my early 20s my writing hands a little rough <laughs> so my biggest fear in the world is when the carpal tunnel eventually just freezes my right hand Aww. up and i gotta get you know mechanical hands to lucky type. for you there's talk to text talk to text <laughs> that's the one thing killing writing right now i'm pretty sure everything that has no. ever been done i said fucking i did not say ducking i didn't say ducking you ducking moron <laughs> <laughs> no talk to text is the worst thing to ever happen to writing do people it, actually write that way all the time yeah like they dictate their book to yeah, their Yeah, that's how a lot of people are doing memoirs because you used to dictate it to a, you used to dictate it to a tape recorder, and then transcribe your tape recordings. But now you can just read it directly into your computer system through a microphone, and then go back and edit it. So there I was. So there I was. <laughs> the year was 1976. I didn't exist yet. <laughs> my dad's balls had just dropped the very balls that I would eventually come out a of fledgling sperm just swimming <laughs> around <laughs> in a prepubescent man envisioning the day I could make there my you go. That's great escape <laughs> that's pedophile poetry right there <laughs> there I was a wiggling sperm dancing inside the body of a prepubescent man too far? Dig I'm the trying. Tunnel. I'm Dig trying. In the tunnel. trying <laughs> it's poetry. Escape. It's poetry, and I dictated it into a microphone. You see what I'm saying? It's the worst thing that ever happened. Do you feel like. I don't know. That you have to pick up a pen and write. Snooty. You have to keystroke, so you have to think about what the keystrokes. If you know that you only can pick up this pen so many times with this hand until your hand cramps up, and then you gotta like massage your hand, you gotta find a good place to pause. Every fucking sentence needs to work when you're doing that. You're not gonna sit there and fucking waste time writing bullshit sentences if you know 45 minutes into this, I'm not gonna be able to feel my right hand and I'm gonna wanna cry. Have you ever dictated your work into a tape recorder? I've done the tape recorder. Is it helpful? I like it, yeah. It just seems weird. I don't like digital recorder for some reason. I liked the tape recorder because you could go back and record over and it wasn't saved in these. Like the file thing, I think, is obnoxious, but I'm also a child of the early 90s. I, say, so. I have a digital recorder. Yeah, but I like the old school. You know, I've, I've done that before where you just sit there and kind of pontificate and it's a lot like automatic writing. Uh, and then you go back and, oh, that sentence was pretty cool. I'll write that down. But it would be like... Hmm. Same way I use the whiteboard. It would be random thoughts. Lay there on the bed. Think about what you want to do. You know, hit record. Say the thing. Hit pause. Hmm. Lay on the bed. Meditate. Say the thing. I don't know if I could do that. I'd feel like I was like... It feels goofy as shit, but so does meditation until you get a hang of it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I think I'd just feel like initially, like, I was like, my thoughts are so important, I must record them. Exactly. But that's how <laughs> they used to do memoirs, was like, I can tell you a story at random, right? Um, like, currently I'm working on a memoir-esque piece. It's not my life story. It's not an autobiography. It's nothing that pretentious. Um, but it's about a period of my life where... I lost my dad and I bought this Jeep, is the, the basic premise. And um, I'll be talking to you sometimes about something completely unrelated. And it's like, I wish I had a recorder right now 
because I'm telling a story I haven't thought about in 10 years. <laughs> Remembering things that people had said that I'd completely washed away. And I know they're going to be gone unless somebody reminds me, you know, of it again. It, it might be gone for another 10 years before I have that callback. Do you ever feel like, I guess maybe that is your instance then, um, where for me I'm like, kind of posting shit on social media and it feels like constantly like a bit of a performance, you know, because mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I, I have to curate these images so that people then think my work is like professional or worthwhile yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you're trying to establish yeah. your voice. So I yeah. guess for you then, the, I guess the comparison there would be the finalized work. Do you ever feel vulnerable when you put out like your stories that you write or your books or anything or like our that. films or these well, shows not even the not even the films like the books because that's a thing you did by yourself so then yeah my thoughts on the madman diaries are very clearly established <laughs> i'm not a fan but i heard a story that i wrote read by an erotic fucking porn read dude and it was awesome so like i know that i've got something mm -hmm. today Tomorrow I might feel, oh my god, I can't believe that I ever wrote this. Every time I read The Madman Diaries, and I've probably read it four or five times since it's been out, it bugs me that it's that short. The editing decision that sounded awesome at the time feels lazy, you know, in my head. There's a lot that I would change, but if I looked at it, I was like, oh, it's perfect. It's my magnum opus, and I'd be a fucking moron. Well, I admire, <laughs> I admire to some extent, though, that that's yours and yours alone like that seems like a very vulnerable experience putting out that was loud <laughs> i did not just shit into a cup i was pouring a beer and then oh, it slopped no, it's out overflowing all the beer Ooh, looks like a foster's commercial over in this bastard <laughs> it does should record that um no, see i can do voice porn too <laughs> brett's gushing I'm, all over the table i'm gushing all over the table <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Stop it. Um, no, but that, that seems like a very vulnerable experience, I feel like, like putting out your book for the very first time. Because for me, um, granted, our films that we do, I do a lot of the work by myself just because we don't have a crew. But, you know, there is still the fact that you wrote it and then we kind of collaborated together on it. And then because we're in the middle of a pandemic, you also acted <laughs> in it, you know. So. Begrudgingly. Yeah, so, like, at the end of the day, even if I was, like, the director and the cinematographer and the editor, you know, like, I wasn't the only person who worked on this project, so if uh, people like it or don't like it, it's still a collaborative yeah. effort where I'm like, Brett. You'd be like, yeah, Brett's a terrible actor. <laughs> no. I promise the screenplay no. looked good. I don't know what was no. going on with him that day. His teeth look funny, right? His teeth, his teeth are gray. No. He's 29 years old. No. Gray teeth and fucking no. fat belly. No, no, but I mean, like, if... I like, know, more blood comes out. out of the head than that. That was Brett's decision. Why did I ever hire him? Shut up. <laughs> no. But no, I'm just saying, good or bad, however people feel about it, like, I still have that security, I guess, to some extent, where it was a collaborative effort, multiple people worked on it, put their insight into yeah. it, and, like, at the end of the day, I may be the most responsible for it, but I'm not the only person responsible for it, so it's like, well, we either succeeded or failed together, <laughs> you know, and, like... With your stuff, like, when you put it out, it's like, well, these are just my thoughts and mine alone. Yeah, that's you the know? tough thing, you know. Yeah. With the Madman Diaries, it was a little easier because I got to workshop them on my website. So I had some response. I knew what worked in the stories before they went in the book and what didn't, which was kind of my, I, I, th I thought I was so cool. You <laughs> know I was like, I don't need to get a beta yeah. reader and an editor or any of this. I'll post this up, and then people will read it, and then I'll get feedback, which I got quite a bit of feedback on. And then I tweaked the stories based on the feedback. I added scenes. I deleted scenes. I, you know, as short as the stories are, they went through a couple of different layers. Jesus Christ, the table's falling shit? apart. Fucking computer's turning itself off. Um, but, yeah, it, it went through this whole process. And then by the time I let it out, it was like, uh, my audience are people that have already read these stories. <laughs> They're buying it as a novelty. So, like, I felt pretty confident in the first hundred sales. Did you feel vulnerable releasing them initially to the site, though? Is there... 
There is a weird. There's a weird moment for a few of them where I went too close, and I was like, "Do I sound like a bitch? Am I, you know, playing off a, a, a game here? You know, is this scary? Is it funny? Is it, yeah. you know, whatever I'm trying to convey is where my nervousness is. If you don't like my writing, join the club. I don't like my writing. <laughs> oh, I like Fuck your you. Writing. <laughs> you know? I like your, well, I mean, I don't know one way or another whether or not those are feelings you have, obviously, because I'm not in your head. But I guess I'm yeah, just I've curious. never murdered somebody. No, not with that... a knife on a college <sighs> campus. Not feelings so, that you write. But I mean, then I like, put out like a, a a true thing about birds in a park, you know, and then people are like, "Well, which one's real?" It's like the birds in the park. It's a, it's a real obviously. one. Obviously, yeah. I'm not actually sitting on a bench murdering college women. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mean whether or not the thoughts in your stories are real. I meant, I like, I guess I'm not used. I don't know how you feel, but like to me, it just seems like such a vulnerable experience. Being like, this is the thing I worked on all by my lonesome. What do you Here think? Here it is. It's like when you're yeah. a kid yeah. and you've, you've like done this. a draw. Yeah, do I drew it. Does it go on the refrigerator? No. Is Dad gonna use it to wipe his ass later? What's yeah. going on here? <laughs> so I, like I admire that to some extent. I feel like there's a lot of bravery, good and bad, like putting out your work where it's like I did this by myself. Yeah, and what it's do a you guys think? it's a thing comedians say that they're the last like true art because they have to work out their sets on stage. And my argument against that theory is that the writer has to finish it. It would be like well, the musician works well, it out. Live performances normally too, so that's kind of a snooty thing well, for comedians well, to well, say. Well, they've got the song, but they're not improving the song. Yeah. You know, well, I, sometimes they kind of. Write them and perform like, them on Wake stage up. And... What rhymes with wake up? Dubba 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 dacum. All right, so what words go to dubba dubba dacum? Dave, Dave over there by the piano. <laughs> sometimes they adjust them based on how the performances yeah. of them go. But to me, it's like if if you wanted to compare it to music or stand-up comedy, you know, um, not talking to fucking anybody and then just hoping that you can kill with your hour set. <laughs> Being like, this... This sounds really good to me, so maybe other people will be really into it. Let me go sell out Wembley and uh, give this one a shot. Do you think the reaction is? Do a beta reader in the future? I, I my mom, <laughs> she's my favorite beta because she doesn't compliment my work. She thanks me. <laughs> Like this one's but, too graphic. But Let's she, table yeah, that my one. mom is also like the reason why I'm so good at editing. Is that was her game growing up. So if I said something wonky, she'll pull it out. Like I used um, rod iron, you know, as opposed to wrought iron um, in the Nightmare Box, the manuscript that will never be published. Um, <laughs> I, I used it multiple times because that was the fence that surrounded the perimeter mm-hmm. of the property where the story takes place and a lot of horrific shit happens when he escapes this property line. Um, even more horrific than all the horrific shit that happens to him when he's within the property line, which is, it, it's an important part of the story because he has to break out of the area. Um but I kept writing rod iron, and my mom just circled them all. I sent them. I sent the manuscript to her in like a yellow fucking Manila envelope. She sent it back to me, and she was like, "It's rot, <laughs> you idiot." <laughs> and the, I was like, "The sad shit is that's my mother. She didn't teach me that it was rot. I knew it was rot. I didn't know it was rot. W r o u g h t. I did know that. <laughs> I know that now, but at the time that I sent the fucking thing to her. So my mom's my favorite beta reader. I've used a couple of friends. My buddy Fagan, I've used him a handful of times for short stories just to kind of bounce things off. And he sent me plays that he's written and all of that. I can so. legit picture your mom being like, it's rot, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> what she is. <laughs> you can picture her saying She got into exactly an argument like once. That. This is one of those stories that I don't know if I've told on here or not. She got in an argument once with a woman who I can't uh, tell you the name of, I think, for legal reasons. But she I was um, like my sixth, fifth or sixth grade uh, English teacher person if i'm teacher remembering person. correctly she wasn't really a teacher she was just a yeah person. i don't really remember what it was that <laughs> you know the discussion was but um she gave me she pissed off because i brought a textbook back that she said i'd ruined and i had definitely not ruined this textbook i'd not pulled it out of my locker because i hated her and i didn't go to her class <laughs> and <laughs> She's like, it's all dinged up. The edges are bent. And I was like, no. Like, you probably threw it on the fucking floor, you, you crazy cunt. 
Anyway, my mom and this lady, you know, they get into a like month long email back and forth fucking war. And <clears throat> the lady, you know, uh, writes, well, that's a mute point. M U T E. Mute point. To which my mom ignored the rest of the content mute. of her email and she goes, You're trying to teach my child and you don't know that it's moot, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Went off. Massive tirade on the page because of one misspelling. Mom's very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she would hate my text then. Yeah. No. <laughs> She'd be like, You married an idiot. <laughs> but I do the same shit to her when she misspells something because she's blind now and she can't fucking type with her thumbs because her thumbs are stupid. She's like <laughs> 60 now. <laughs> no, my problem is I just completely leave words out entirely. I mean, I definitely make typos too. But I will actively be typing while I'm thinking in advance about the rest of the sentence so I'll completely leave words out as I go because yeah. I'm thinking about something else. I really need to be better about that. And then I don't I don't give it a read over before it hits in. <laughs> Fire, so don't forget. You are store later. <laughs> it's like I am the store, but later. I am later after the store. Instead is she of... seeing me at the store? This show is just awesome. <laughs> I love it. But you know what I love more than the show? Wings and rings. Are you ready, love? I am. Do you have anything else to say? No, but we should title this You Are Store Later. <laughs> What's the title of it? A joke that was made an hour and 57 yeah. seconds in. Yep. <laughs> it has nothing to do. I was going to say do it for the gram, which was the you know the bulk of our conversation. Or... No, it's my favorite thing ever to pick just random sentences out of these podcasts and name our podcast show that. Yeah, we, then I'm like, what We the can't hell? name it Sperms Wiggling Inside the Body of a Prepubescent. That's too long. It's too too wordy. Too wordy. (laughs) Sperm plus children equals fun. Wait, no. We should we should name it. um, It's rot, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Or rod iron fence. There you go. Uh, No, I'm good. We can plugs. We can do plugs. Okay. Uh, You can find us over at youtube.com slash Kristen Bloom. That's going to be the stuff that she did before she met me and then her life got awesome. Um, And then you can go to youtube.com slash Nightmare Box Production. And that's where you can see all the good shit she does. And that's (laughs) things that I wrote. This is me flipping you off. I'm fucking with you. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, over at youtube.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. You can find Happy Birthday. You can find Brainstorm. Eventually, you'll be able to find the next one that we got going on. Or you can go back in time and watch the dolls. Or you can go to our website, which is... TheNightmareBox.blog. Where you can see all of those films as well. You can read the screenplays for those films. There's a couple of shorts on there, including the short that was recently read on a erotic literature show. It's called $24. Called $24. It's about my first royalty check. And... After hearing it read by somebody else, it's pretty awesome. <sighs> or you can go to Instagram, which has been the main theme of this show. <laughs> At Nightmare Box Productions. Where you can see the color themes. You can see pictures of stuff. I mostly do it on mine. Uh, the production one, I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Because <laughs> I'm vain like that. <laughs> <laughs> or we can go to the inactive Twitter at... Uh, at Nightmare Box Pro. I'll, I'll, I'll hire one of you to run my Twitter. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing over there. Or you can swing to the Facebook. Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Production. Where you can... Send us messages and let us know how you feel about it. But if you, you know, if you really care, you can email us at nightmareboxproductions at gmail. And you can also find my book, The Madman Diaries, which is very small and not worth what I'm asking. Um, but if you send me ten dollars via that email address, I will send it to you, no matter if it costs me ten dollars, fifteen dollars. I don't care if I sell it at a loss. One million dollars, pinky in the mouth. Is that all? Mail it to you in Aruba. <laughs> I don't think it cost a million dollars to mail a 47-page book to Aruba. <laughs> no, that's all. All right. Um, it's been a rough week, guys. So uh, my apologies for the disjointedness. I feel like we, Whatever. This is we fantastic. got places. I crushed you it. You crushed the game. 
you're hammered like a sorority <laughs> chick at a fucking frat party, and it's I awesome. It. This is gonna be cool. Um, so our 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 episode next week is gonna be our two star. Uh, the next one that's coming out, and we're doing Circle from 2015. So if you guys are looking for a movie suggestion or you want to keep up with next week's episode, Circle 2015 on Netflix. Eventually, Netflix is going to be paying us advertising money. Yeah. They almost have to Eventually, at this point. Eventually, they're going to be hosting our movies. Goddamn right. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> and eventually, I'll have my, 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 my really good friend who does erotic porn stuff I'm, ooh, that's the move. I'm not in your get head. The What's mad, the move? Get the Madman Diaries onto uh, Audible. Oh, yeah. Pay my, my really good friend to do the reading ooh. for the entire book. Yeah. I think I saw, too, that we can get that's, the... That's actually the move. Yeah. Yeah. No, we should definitely do that. I think I saw, too, that we can get the podcast on Amazon Music, so I need to look into that. So, taking over the world one <laughs> company at a time. But yeah, send it to your friends, send it to your family. Rate, review, share. Rate, review, share. Fucking, you know, live hard, die young, whatever. <laughs> JFK once said. Back into the left. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. I love you. <laughs> I love you guys. Good night. Good night. It's a good night. Party, party, party.